Jacqueline thinks I like it because it's sad. <laughs> and it does. And remember, Jacqueline said that what makes what makes a Christmas movie is that little sprinkle of sadness. <laughs> Hello fellow fumblers and welcome to another episode of the Film Fumblers Podcast, the show where four friends fumble through your favorite films. Today we are reviewing Edward Scissorhands, a movie directed by Tim Burton and released in 1990. So without further ado, my name's Adrian. I'm Jay. I'm Taryn. Hey, it's James. All right. Second to last Christmas oh, man. movie. Let's <laughs> throw it right in with this shot. Yeah. Already almost Christmas. Cheers to that. Got the Santa or the Santa shot glass again. Boom. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. <clears throat> what was that? Oh shit. That was Tito's, my friend. Delicious. <clears throat> Good. Good vodka. Ah. Lemonade. <clears throat> Cheers, Mm-mm-mm. brothers. <laughs> I get it. <clears throat> You get it? I get it. Lemonade. Oh, lemonade. lemonade. Hey. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, the face he makes after that, like the whole noise, that whole scene, he's just like... like, yeah. like, like <laughs> Dude, all right, let's jump right into it. I thought he was like... When I when I was watching it, I was just like, is he like a robot? Did that get into his gears? And is he going to like... <laughs> like Austin Powers fembots, like going to start freaking out? Damn, oh, very... Yeah. Oh, did not happen. It was just, yeah. Very um, crazy. Everyone has one of those alcohols when you when you hear the name of it, it makes you instantly vomit. What is your guys? Do you guys have one? I think mine's mine's plain flavored Smirnoff vodka. Just no flavor like because I can shoot Tito's now really comfortably. But just something about Smirnoff. That was the first thing I ever got really sick on. And Jay knows that. Jay knows that time. Yeah, and to this right. day, I can't. Story uh, time. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I think no, mine no, is no, no. mine is Jack Daniels. I think. I think whiskey is just ruined for me. It's weird. Mm. Yeah. Have, okay. Have, well, we can we, we can get into that later. But mine is specifically Honey Jack because we used to oh, get that man. a lot back in the day. Oh, oh that man. made me remember that. Physically Honey now. Jack is pretty gross. Yeah. Um, mine is there was like, this sweet tea vodka. Oh my god. That that, bad. But I, that sounds disgusting. That is just That sounds almost like a twisted tea, but just it was, it fully was concentrated. Bad. Like forty or like bad. eighty proof <laughs> twisted tea. It was some nasty stuff. Ugh. Yeah. I've had once this I don't know what kind of liquor it was. It was a bottle and the liquid was like red, like a jello color, like that transparency of like a red jello. And it tasted like what I imagined like 18th century curtains tasted like, like in an old dusty (laughs) castle. It felt like I was drinking dust and like just gross. Like it was probably was it gin? It was. I feel like gin would have like a. It was red. That was the only thing I remember. It was really weird. I've never had it again. I don't remember what it was called. That is odd. But it was bad. Huh. All right, Edward Scissorhands, 1990, a few years before us, before we were born, but right at right at that era. Opening thoughts. I mean, I I think for me again, this is I, I say this all the fucking time. 
I don't think that I've sat and watched this movie all the way through. It's yeah. like such yeah. a famous, iconic movie. I for sure haven't. I like know the plot for the most part, but even watching it, like 25 minutes in, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what, <laughs> what is this movie? That's the same reaction, dude. Yeah. Literally, I, like, I was like, I need to check the time mark because that's where it was. And that's what my reaction was. But Wow. What was yeah. happening at that minute? It, okay, I think it was the scene where they're all at dinner and like the the fucking clueless dad is just like, well, honey brought in a new stranger again. This one's a little gothic, but let's see what, let's just see what he's like. And it's yeah. just like, what are you, this is not how people react to these situations. Oh, it's dude, so I love the dad. Yeah, he was yeah, an awesome character. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have seen this before, but the first time I saw it was this year. It was like a month and a half ago, so... It was relatively new for me as well. Mm-hmm. Double viewing, yeah. Uh, this movie, I don't know what the hell. Like I, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, I'm gonna go on my rant about those quirky teenagers again. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> because like this is like you know it's like the emo girls like favorite thing. <laughs> like anything mm-hmm. Tim Burton. Oh uh, yeah. That, you know. Yeah. And so, like, when Jacob picked this, I was like, oh, this is going to be trash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. Oh, not not saying Jacob had bad taste, but I was just like, I was like, just, damn. Yeah. I was like, this is like some, this is going to be like, I don't know, just some like some emo, emo girl shit. <laughs> shit. Like, I was like, yeah. this is yeah. not going to be good. <laughs> like, yeah. right? But I don't know. But it ended up pleasantly surprising me. Yeah, it, so it you... redeemed itself after after 25 minutes. I think once you're like, okay, this is what it is, and you just kind of accept that, right? I mm-hmm. think it gets a lot better. It, yeah. it did for me at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the general vibe I'm getting from you, James, is that you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would have ever liked it, and I was <laughs> yeah. just like, "What the fuck?" And, and I'll get into that later, and I'll tell you why Jacqueline thinks that I like it. But <laughs> well, I'll I'll just tell you now. Jacqueline's just like, "You only like it because it's a sad ending." <laughs> like, and I'm like, "Hmm, maybe, maybe you're right." Oh, like, I don't yeah. know. You're like, because that's pain. yeah. Because like half the time, like whenever we're talking about movies, I'm just like, ah. Uh, somebody needed to die like give me that <laughs> give me that real sadness and like yeah. pull one of movie, my heartstrings at least but it yeah, was like it was pretty a, much just as sad and it, it, and it has that agonist who died though so it was like kind of happy in that regard yeah know? but like he didn't get the girl and he's that's... still an outcast like it, nothing yeah, really changed yeah. for him he became even more of this monster because of the way the little town like turned on him and started spreading rumors and lies and all this stuff and you know and he can never like rebuild from that and it's sad like it's his first like taste of society and he's just like so wholesome and like oh it's just (laughs) like what the hell this is sad this is really sad and then like his his the guy who made him that was fucking sad too when he just dies yeah um, damn that was oh man what is that actor's name he was like a really, really Vincent, cool. Vincent, Vincent Price. Price, dude. Yeah. So that yeah. was fun fact. That was his last screen presence. Like, yeah, he died. Uh, what three years later or something? Yeah, he he was he had like Parkinson's, I think, and and some other stuff. But that was like him. His last screen screen presence was him dying. Like, which is kind mm-hmm. of crazy. That was crazy. And also, actually. I think uh, 
in that scene he he actually passed out from like all of the the lighting and stuff from like oh my god they just put that on like apparently kept a roll i don't know if that was like completely canon or 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 not canon but you know like confirmed yeah Yeah, real that's funny dude this guy vincent price uh you know tim burton was a big fan of him so like he i watched this like documentary that talked about how he almost idolized this dude like he grew up watching his movies like he was the guy who got him into wanting to make movies and stuff like that Mm. and so when he got the opportunity to work with him um you know people that were around were like it was like electric like they were just vibing off each other they really felt it with each other it was really good and the vincent price was into the idea of this like crazy inventor that you know makes stuff that it's like a fairy tale and it has like a moral like attachment to it and stuff like that that's cool um but it's really cool that he got that chance to do that i didn't know that that was his last movie though that's kind of crazy yeah yeah dude he's like what they call him like the master of horror or some shit like all the yeah. 50s and 60s he's like this creepy like dude the monster movies and I all f- that right i feel like yeah. the thing i know him yeah. most from or because of saturday night live when bill Hader would play him and do like Halloween oh, specials wow. in black oh, and white yeah. and like it's so oh. funny because his voice is so exaggerated and you're like oh that's just actually how this guy sounds <laughs> and it's so iconic dude yeah. yeah yeah apparently they had a lot more scenes or they they were supposed to have a lot more screen time with vincent price but he just wasn't doing great on camera just with parkinson's and i mean he was you know he was sick so they had to cut a lot out but the times that he was on i think were obviously like super important to the plot and just like what was happening and yeah yeah you know those crazy what are those what are those um oh what are those called those like crazy contraptions that like do some random thing that like crack an egg or whatever you know Reed goldberg oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. like that whole deal and i'm just like isn't it just a lot easier to crack an egg but... <laughs> yeah 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 he was really good i liked him a lot in the movie yeah, yeah. so i guess to stick on to casting or to cast johnny depp um he was apparently he was not the first person like considered for the role winona ryder was cast before he was which i thought was really odd this was johnny depp's very it was like his first film with tim burton which is kind of interesting because then after that you know every fucking other tim (laughs) so um so that was pretty interesting 1990 was like where it all started um they also considered some like really interesting people to play edward they considered i think it was tom cruise jim carrey uh robert downey jr and there was even rumors of michael jackson wow i don't know <laughs> kind of looks like a different fucking vibe <laughs> yeah. but the other people like those are huge names you know like mm-hmm. robert downey jr tom cruise but yeah, I mean, Johnny Depp, obviously, really big name, too. So interesting that they went with him. And then it just kind of launched into that. Yeah. Yeah. A note on the Tom Cruise stuff. So apparently he got far into the process. Like, he was going to probably be him. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, how does he go to the bathroom? And the writer was like, I, we don't, we're not going there. Like, we fucking scissors for hands. We're not going to do this. <laughs> and Tom Cruise was like, well, I need to know. Like, he had to know these things. Does he need to? He's other... not even a person. That's what they said. They were like, he needed to know how he did random shit, like go to the bathroom or like whatever. Mm-hmm. That would be difficult to do with scissors for hands. 
and uh and they were just like no like we're not gonna All talk right, about get this the fuck he was like <laughs> what was a like, weird I'm ass out. like thing like yeah. could, he, he read the entire processes. script and then yeah and he didn't understand that he's like not yeah either human he's doesn't have human that's kind of yeah that's what uh where he i mean he like probably didn't need to but that's that was the thing though like he did eat but yeah well this is like comparable this is comparable to the conversations that we've had around science fiction and how believable or not it can be or whatever what they expect you to take just as it is and i feel like they just expect you to take this story as it is but also you're okay with doing that like yeah. I don't feel yeah. the need to question any of this shit. But, he but it's like it's like hard like fairy tale, right? Like it in the, the very right. first scene is is old Winona, like you know, yeah. telling the story. So yeah. not everything is totally supposed to be taken believable. Right. You know, it's yeah fairy tale like. There was some yeah. spots where my mind drifted towards that. I'm like, how the fuck would he do that? And I was like, it doesn't matter, yeah. whatever, back to yeah. the fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. How would he wipe his ass? That was one. And then how would he have sex? It, because like <laughs> him and Winona were getting pretty frisky. I'm like, how is this gonna work? And no, then he's actually, like, I can't touch uh, her. He's like, she's like, hold me. He's like, yeah, who was the guy? Jim yeah, was just like, how's he gonna hold her hand? And like, God forbid, do other things, you know? Like he was just super <laughs> about himself and like projecting that onto Edward. But how does he get these big ass giant blocks of ice up to that fucking attic in his castle? Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Every year, it's just like, where are they finding this ice? Okay, and the whole, get to the whole town's just like, like perfectly okay with like, oh, it didn't snow, but now all of it just comes from where that dead guy lives. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was actually the big one that I thought of was. She told everyone that he died at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah. They're just like, wouldn't okay. they go check out the building? Yeah, nobody, nobody. <laughs> like, oh, let's go see like, what's up. Tear it down. Scissors or... that you found on the on the cabinet, and just like, oh, yep, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> the leaves. cop like pretends to shoot him, and then they still go went to go check after that, but then they didn't yeah. after they saw the dead kid. Like it was just yeah. <laughs> well, Some that... of those things can take you out. <laughs> but yeah. that's what's like okay. We're talking about Tom. If Tom Cruise was Edward, this mm-hmm. movie would not hit the same at all. It would probably be like, yeah, that movie was really weird and it just didn't really click or whatever. But I think that Johnny Depp did a really good job at like making it like feel, you know, not real, but I'm not like, it's not too weird. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, like to be fair, but I, I read that he he really studied for the role. So, um, Edward Scissorhands only had 169 words in the entire film. Like that was all he he did not speak a lot. So Johnny Depp watched a lot of um, Charlie Chaplin, like the you know silent film, to kind of like <clears throat> try to understand how to uh, convey emotion without speaking. And so yeah. and it and it really did show. Like you could. You know, he, he did a really good job at the small lines that he did have. I think, you know, you think about like, oh, well, how many lines did you have in a role? It's like based on like how prominent you were in the role or whatever, but or like how good of an acting performance you did. But he said so much without having many lines. You know, he really did a good job at that. Dude, so you know, mad respect to Johnny. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is his face almost never changes either. And you still get a lot of emotion out of this guy. Mm-hmm. He did amazing, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. At the very beginning, just his like pouty, like, 
I read that the in addition to the Charlie Chaplin stuff, he was taking inspiration from dogs, like animals. Wow. Because they're just so like, you know, obedient and stuff. And when you get scolded, yeah. they kind of pout and like he was just mimicking those things because it's the same yeah. vibe. He looks like a scared puppy dog when you yeah. first meet him. When they question so him with the hat on, dude, he's just, oh man, you yeah. look at him. Yeah, that's that's really funny. I was yeah. so sad. Speaking of dogs' eyes, there was a Reddit article like last week that dogs developed a certain muscle around their eyes, like the puppy dog eyes that are mm -hmm. not that those muscles aren't seen in wolves. That's why wolves have oh. like dead blank stares. Yeah. And puppy dogs have expressive eyes. That is amazing. that they that they developed in their relationship with humans. Dude, just wow. inside. Animals so, like, <laughs> domesticated animals are so weird. Cats do the same thing with meowing, right? Like cats don't meow after like their kittens or something, but they they like learn to meow to humans to like manipulate them and shit. Cats, <laughs> yeah. like, animals, domestic animals are really fascinating. Yeah, that's really crazy. Um, yeah, so back to Edward Scissorhands. Let's talk about like just the the setting of the city, and I don't know. I think I think they did like a really good job. It felt so fantastical and so like oh, like happy, yeah. holly jolly, you know, which is which really mirrors the music that's often found in Tim Burton's films, where yeah, it's just like yeah. the like there's like that that um every Tim Burton pitch meeting. I think I've talked about this in a previous episode, but it's just like bum 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 bum. And like that's all of the music. And it's just so <laughs> fantastical and then gothic and then fantastical. But yeah, it, it, yeah. you see that in the actual set too, which is really, really cool. There's just this fucking massive gothic castle at the top of this hill. And then right below it is just this beautiful town, like still perfect yeah. town. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The town is, yeah. or it's it's a suburb, right? Like yeah. it's yeah, suburb, yeah. suburb. Yeah, which I think is important because the like vibe that kind of carries the film is just like the concept of being an outsider and like having that in a suburb, but like not being so on the nose to where they paint the houses like fully colored and shit and they did that like in real life and it looks crazy but cool at the same time yeah. it gives it enough of like a i don't know i guess that fairy tale vibe that like you're okay yeah. with all of that stuff happening mm -hmm. and but at the same time you're understanding like yeah he's not supposed to belong here or you know people yeah, yeah he's, he's like here. all black and gray in this yeah. like pastel world right it's that and that's like i don't know you say it's like fantastical even like with the music and everything it, it's weird that the christmas portion of this movie comes at the very end but for some reason the movie and the fantasticalness of it makes it feel christmasy to me did you guys yeah. get that that feeling like i was like thinking about it i was like man this feels i don't know it's it's like a whimsical world like i don't know and yeah. just watching watching edward like react to his new surroundings i thought was like really fun to watch and it yeah. made it it because it, he's like a little kid on christmas kind of thing because like he's like right. doesn't right. understand the world around him and it was like i got christmas vibes from like the very beginning which was weird and it's so interesting yeah. that right when they introduce christmas like that they're planning a christmas party that's the exact moment that everyone starts turning on edward and so like right like the holly jolliness kind of 
completely takes a turn for Edward's character and everyone starts being really weary of him and they start believing that girl who who thinks he's the antichrist and everything like yeah you know, so it was interesting how they kind of did that flip because initially it was kind of backwards like initially i thought like oh no one's gonna accept edward and and everyone was so excited to meet him and like so in like, the beginning oh huh God. like i was in like beginning. i was yeah. like this is i was like they're way too freaking nice i was like right. something's got to turn sour here like dude that, that surprised the be. shit out of me when the movie started i was like this feels like in the scene in The Grinch, the Jim Carrey one, where, what's her name? Cindy Lou brings the Grinch to the town. Yeah. And everyone's feeding him. <laughs> so yeah, I was thinking about that. And then that scene happened. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. More. yeah. But yeah, just like bringing someone in and trying to like make them fit in and like convince them that he's like, okay, that's what I thought it was going to be. And then like, they were all just so down for this guy to be here. And like, they yeah. were so interested, like, in like a, pretty good way it seemed like for them, at the yeah, beginning at least i mean they were kind of That's like surprising. out for their own like personal gain kind of thing like they were like what can we gain from this new yeah. person and that's and that's Get kind of like how first. it and also yeah just like, yeah just like oh wow he's so like weird he's so weird mm -hmm. let's just like yeah get to see him and i've read that like a lot of people draw par parallels between edward's character and like um, people with autism and just like how they're kind of perceived, you know, especially like in the 90s. I remember when like when we were growing up, they would say like autistic people or people with autism would have these like crazy abilities to like memorize phone books and like to just do like to be able to like finish crossword puzzles in half a second. And and there was like this like fascination with them, but it kind of shines a light on that, that like that's also not OK. Like they're people, you know, like mm -hmm. why are you? putting them in this box and just saying like, look at how weird this person is. They can do this, you know, yeah. which is kind yeah. of how they, they demonstrated that a lot in the, um, when he was on the, the TV show, when he was on like the talk yeah. show yeah. and how everyone yeah. was like, wow, look how weird this character is. Yeah. That, and, that's yeah. what I was thinking about. Like the whole movie, dude, I was like, I, like that. I feel like that's like the theme of it, right. Is like differently mm -hmm. abled people and like treating them like too special or something. And like, taking yeah. advantage of them like especially god what's her name the uh, the sexy lady hairstylist whatever yeah yeah, yeah. she takes advantage of him so bad like trying to like get with him and then when it doesn't work out she like starts spreading this lie that it's like yeah everyone's gonna believe her over this guy mm -hmm. it's they just so fucked yeah. up yeah they literally use the the line he practically raped her yeah like they actually yeah. say that and it was just like Jeez. whoa like yeah. that's good. Do you guys get any parallels to this movie and Johnny Depp's actual life, or like with the oh, whole I don't know much uh, Amber Amber Heard thing? I don't know too much about yeah, I'm not it, but like there. there's controversy like, on him and his, yeah. his ex, right? Like that there was yeah. a lot of abuse, but a lot of it was from her to him. And yeah, but yeah. like it's kind of it's almost. I, I was thinking about it during this because you know his Edward's name kind of gets drugged through the dirt and. You yeah. can never like recover from that. I was just thinking, oh, this is kind of happening to Johnny Depp. I don't know if whose side is right or whatever, yeah. but I was just, yeah. Hmm. yeah, that's interesting. The only like personal bit of of trivia I know about Johnny Depp is that he like when he went into hella debt. You guys remember when that happened? Yeah, yeah. It became like a new a headline. Yeah. Uh, one of his like expenses that he deemed like absolutely necessary was like 35 grand of 
bottles of wine shipped yeah. to a house every month. Yeah. Every month. Wow. <laughs> you know, extravagant places and yeah. shit, you know? You know that him and Winona were together, right? In a relationship. Yeah, maybe, yeah. And he had he had it. I don't know if it was yeah. during this, but he got her name. Started, I think like right at this. Yeah. He got her name tattooed on him that said Winona forever. And he changed it to Wino forever. He got it. Damn. Like tattooed Wino forever. Um Damn. yeah, I think I said thirty five hundred. It's thirty five thousand. Maybe I just assumed that it was that, but yeah. Yeah, I fumbled on that one. $35,000 worth of ex like exotic wine a month. And he was like, nope, gotta stay. Gotta keep <laughs> doing that. <laughs> and he went bankrupt. Oh, Call Tim Burton. Tell him to put me in another movie. You got <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, yeah, but to, to touch more on to the Johnny Depp uh, Winona Ryder relationship. Super. I, I had no idea. I remember like I was reading something and I saw that they were in a relationship and it was, it was like a three year long thing. Um, and I feel like it probably stemmed from this movie. I would imagine, <clears throat> but yeah, they were like engaged in everything. Like they were engaged to be married. Oh, and, wow. Dang. I didn't know. That part. I think, yeah. They, it was like, kind of like, you know, Brangelina, like they, they were like that couple in the early nineties where it was like, wow, like no one can beat this couple. And a bit of an age difference there. I think Winona Ryder was 19 during filming. Johnny Depp was 27. Um, oh, wow. So, but He's that old yeah. right now? Oh, my God. So yeah, he's 57? Yeah. 57. This movie is, is 30 years old as of the 7th, right? December 7th? Yeah, or something like, like a week oh, ago. Wow. Yeah, Tim Burton. Year anniversary. Like sixty-two or something now. Like he's in his sixties. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. Hmm. But the, yeah, the background of Tim Burton like is interesting, right? When you look at the stuff that he's made, like he was a Disney animator before he was a film director, and he would draw like characters from the Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff and there was always interest in them but they were like this isn't really for kids and you know there's a lot of like yeah they were unsure of it yeah um and this movie is based off a drawing too like he drew the character of Edward in school or whatever and like he he basically was like I've always had this idea of this character that has scissors for hands and it's kind of weird or whatever and they found the the woman who was going to write it um, her name Caroline is something. Caroline Thomas, I believe. Caroline Thompson or Thompson, Caroline Thompson. Um, so they found her because she wrote this like really like uh, gothic novel, basically. And so they gave, they met. He gave her the drawing of Edward Scissorhands, Scissorhands, and was like, "This is the idea." And she was like, I got everything I need. And like she wrote the whole thing just based off this picture. That's badass. That's kind of crazy. That's really cool. And then and she so... later went on to date Danny Elfman. And that's where the number <laughs> for Christmas cross comes. Because she also wrote on that too. Yeah. Is this ah. is number for Christmas after this? It was after like, three years yeah. later. Oh, wow. 33. Oh, so sorry. He works with a lot of the same people a lot of the time, like across the board. It's like yeah, not dude. even just actors. It's mm. like everybody's Danny Elfman, dude. Danny Elfman does so all the good. music. The, the yeah. music in this movie made me want to watch 
at the same time. Batman and Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas, like at the same time. I was yeah. like, fuck, yeah. this shit is so good. But it's Just a little so, so didn't similar. didn't like this movie like um he was gonna make it before he made Batman, right? And then people were kinda like, Yeah, there's nothing there. And then he had a big success from Batman and he got money for this, and so he was like, yeah. All right, now we got now we gotta I do think this. Batman was later. Yeah, no, no, yeah. the, the first one was Oh, eight. the first one. Yeah. 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 And then he was that movie. The success Dang, of that I movie, they were like Yeah. They're like, yeah. All right, you did good on that one. You can do whatever you want now, and this is what he wanted to make. Mm, yeah. And dude, according to it's so sorry, it, it's so interesting to like see directors like Spielberg is kind of the same way. Like if Spielberg dropped the fucking ball on on Jaws, like he would not have had a career. Like he just wouldn't have, yeah. you know, and wouldn't have yeah. went on to do all this other shit. And it, it like it feels like it's so. But there's so many like really crazy like highly regarded director names that you know that it's just like man if they would have just not gotten this one movie right nothing and i yeah. like it makes me it makes you think like man who who are like the people that we don't know about that right. <laughs> the cracks who didn't make it you know it's just well like, i think you're saying like drop the ball in it i think it's like you need to like knock it out of the park like it has to be interesting cool crazy you know and uh, he I mean, he had made Beetlejuice before this too. He had made uh, Pee Wee. What is it? Pee Wee Herman. So he had movies under his belt, but this is still like I feel in the in the nineties, early nineties, late eighties. This is a hard pitch, right? Like, how do you go to a studio and you're like, it's listen, yeah, like, what is the concept hand. for this? How do you <laughs> all the houses are the same color? There's a big castle. Just don't worry about it. Just yeah. give us that there's a real gothic kid snorts <laughs> like he's got scissors for hands like yeah. what wait what what kind of crazy drugs <laughs> dude <laughs> yeah but the, his style has now you know because it's been so many years it kind of feels like he can do one thing really well and he can translate it a little bit but not a lot like the new dumbo have you guys seen the new dumbo no Oh, I haven't. I heard it's yeah. bad. Yeah, it's, it's kind of bad, and it's like dark. Is like that's like the thing, right? Take a thing, make it dark. It's like ab- mm. maybe as far away from it as he goes, but it's yeah. still like his vibe. So has he came out with a good movie recently? Like, what's his last Ooh, good movie? I don't know shit. because if you're talking about directing, maybe. Okay, a lot of people like Frank and Weenie. I've never seen it. I want to watch that. Either that just sounds so stupid. Frankenweenie. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the Jack animated Man, one. So yeah, um, Alice in Wonderland was that well received or no? I remember I mean, that was, was cool one. when it came out. But... It was ten years ago. Wow. Uh, oh, Alice in Wonderland. The last, I mean, Charlie the Chocolate I think was good. That was fifteen years ago. Fifteen years ago oh, with wow. Corpse Bride uh, the same that's year. That's not that great though. Yeah, that's true. I think. How about Corpse Bread? Corpse Bread was cool. I thought it was pretty good. That's the same year. I remember seeing that movie in theaters for James's birthday. I was invited. (laughs) Well, I was. I was about to say I don't think I've seen that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but what I think we can tell from this list is like, he doesn't range very far from Mm -hmm. the the one thing that he's good at. But to be fair, like it's the thing that he invented you know yeah. like 
this is his realm. Would hot and that's why he kind of without him. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah would kids exist without having <laughs> the aesthetic uh, backbone of Tinder? <laughs> the aesthetic <laughs> but isn't that kind of why he left Disney's because they were just like, this guy's a fucking freak, right? Like, Basically, he just was yeah, doing too like, many outlandish weird. Well, and that, that really takes us back to to Edward Scissorhands, where this is this movie's kind of a parallel of his life. Like, I think he was born in like Burbank, California, very suburb kind of area. And he just felt like such kind of like an outcast. And and it, it's so fitting that that Edward sits in this castle, this gothic castle on top of this ridiculous hill, right next door to like this beautiful, perfect world. And I think that that Tim Burton, you know, obviously, you know, Caroline Thompson wrote it, but it was very much a metaphor for like his life and how he felt, you know, growing up, like just yeah. how much of an outcast he was, you know. Right. Like even at Disney. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, and that's, you know, when you do what you know, again, like his style, but also the substance of the movie, it works, you know, and like, it just feels, even though it's a fairy tale, it feels real. Like the, the feelings that you're mm-hmm. forced to, you know, recognize or, you know, sympathize with are real. Um, yeah. And it feels, you know, it feels interesting. Like James said, it, I thought that this movie was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, I went into it, like, kind of in the same vein, like, ah, oh, fuck, seeing kids and shit like this. But, <laughs> and you want, Not that and I have like, problems with it, but I was just like, I was, I was just like, yeah. I, don't, I was like, oh, this is just like, I don't know, of that course. typical shit. I was like, right. this is going to be stupid. Love, I mean, lovey-dovey story. It does have its stupidity a little bit, I think, but, yeah, like, I don't know. Good. Dive, dive into that, James. What did you? What did you like? What stupidity? The, I hate. I hate when characters like tell other characters that they love them when they literally don't even know them. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that like that that really pisses me off. Like when Renona was just like, "I love you." I'm just like, "What?" what? I thought he was gonna like turn I... into a real boy or something. It was like so weird. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Pinocchio. It's like that was the last ingredient. That, yeah, like, <laughs> like the. the yeah, he needed to get kissed to to get rid of the curse or whatever. Or yeah, some that's shit. what it yeah. seemed like. <laughs> yeah, I I like yeah that's yeah. Alonzo said on some high school shit. Like I don't know. <laughs> I like it's it's. I just hate like that kind of childish stuff. That kind of was stupid to me. But I agree. What yeah. else is stupid? <laughs> Not much. I don't know. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I feel like my expectations were too high coming into it. Knowing oh, that, like, really? it's so popular, having oh, wow. 90s and shit, and that it, or what is it, Rotten Tomatoes and shit? I don't know. Not that that matters, but yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, this yeah. is probably going to be really good, and then it was just fine. <laughs> After, like, it ended, I was like, cool. Yeah. I, I feel, I don't know. Weirdly, it feels like this movie would have been better if it was, like, 1970, because it would be, like, a true, true classic, you know? Hmm. I guess it still <laughs> is. 1990, 30 years. Like, that's... I mean, yeah, we're talking it's... about it was still weird for its time right yeah for like sure. what else sure. like this was out not Beetle much juice. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and it's, it's yeah tim burton man so it's in that aspect like i don't know i i get where you're coming from Taryn. like if you had this super hyped up in your head it might not have fulfilled that 
But for me, I was more on James's end of like, I don't think I'm gonna like this very much, and then yeah. I ended up liking it a lot. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, better. It's it's more fun, you know. It is more fun. Yeah, like I said, there was that there was that breaking point where 25 minutes in, I was really just like, oh, this is as stupid as I thought it was gonna be. Kind of thing. Like, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but you gotta let it. I don't know. You gotta then, let no, the, but, the fantasticalness but, and like. The yeah. weirdness take you like, like stupid shit, in like I'm, I'm in like a it. silly way you mean right like, cause like I, that. I, kind of in a silly way outlandish but also, just, but also just like what are you what are you what story are you telling me like why do i care this is so ridiculous like the i i don't get it like it's, it's like what oh, why scissors yeah yeah a teenager with scissors for hands like are you serious how much cocaine are you on like what <laughs> but then it you know once it really dives into more of just like focusing on people who are different and like sh like shedding more of a light on that i think is really when it like turned and i was just like oh like this movie really does have something to say and and that's when i really started getting more interested so i feel yeah. like i like that part of it the most but i feel like it could have and maybe should have went harder in that into that because like there's some things like I don't know just like that old dude talking to him at the barbecue is like oh yeah i don't have any feeling I'll, like it's okay be yeah. yourself blah, blah blah and then at the end of the movie he's calling him a fucking cripple or Again. some shit <laughs> so, yeah, i'm pretty sure guy. it was the same guy yeah, it's just like yeah like showing up yeah putting on a show versus like how he really feels kind of thing yeah i feel like it could have went farther into it and it felt kind of flat to me i, I feel like did. what that kind of symbolized and that was like how everyone in the town saw him like everyone in the town was like so like just infatuated with him and so like oh my gosh edward scissor is like the coolest fucking person and then once things got like a little bit too real they instantly just switched on him they were like nope fuck this guy he raped this girl he's fucking cutting up children like he's a murderer like yeah and it was and i think it's just a really good metaphor for how like how people view people who are different in, in any regard yeah you know like be it somebody with autism be it somebody like differently able to or whatever it is like i don't know it's just like once things get weird i think people like are really just like ooh, this is too weird for me and it you know i, I don't know i think yeah. it did a good job at that and showing how people would react or how people do react you know yeah yeah i guess i just i think i I can see what you're saying, Taryn, about you wanting them or expecting them to go deeper into that. But I also think that that's more of a recent, like, awareness yeah. that people are having. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. 30 years, man. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I just, yeah, for I feel like that's why I kind of was disappointed in it. Because it's just like, I've seen weirder shit. Like, this isn't that weird to me. Like, it would be if I was watching it in the 90s. Yeah. Or like I yeah. took all that into like consideration. I was thinking about it, but it's like weird, but it's like mainstream weird, you know? It, like eighty-six million in the box office, pretty decent, sure. right? It's like, oh, that's um, the Beetlejuice guy. I wonder if that was part of it or not. Yeah, and a lot of people know, like you know, Beetlejuice or Edward Scissorhands, and they're like, whatever. So like, I but I oh, get it. Like, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like if your taste is like weird, you know you've you've seen weirder yeah. than this in 2020 for sure yeah. yeah but for it to do this commercially like successful is pretty cool i think that was cool um, i don't want to take away from it i'm just saying 
for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. No. It's uh it's interesting. And it the impact on culture, maybe not this movie explicitly, but you know, it people know of it. I mean, they may not wear like you know, every merch piece under the sun of it like some of the other movies, but um yeah, I think it's it's just his style, which is I don't know, do you think it will do you think that his style is timeless? Do you think it will eventually like age out and not be that cool? I think there's always going to be there's always going to people be people who view themselves as outsiders, as black sheep. Sure. Like that's what this is that I think I feel like that's what this genre is made for. Is the people that view themselves as like different from everyone else and I don't know. I I feel like a lot of us could kind of relate to that in in that like in high school, you know, we were like the quote unquote rocker kids. And like, every time we would go out in public, people would be like, are you guys in a band? Like all of us would have long hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and it's You're like- one of those rockers, no? <laughs> Skater fools, no? <laughs> but like, there's, there's always gonna be those people who are different. And yeah. there's always going to be a, I hate to say it in like a capitalist way, but there's always gonna be a market for that. You know, like- sure. yeah. <laughs> It's just how it is. But I think I'm saying like in purely aesthetics. I think yeah. it is timeless because like the black and white swirly shit everywhere. Yeah. It's such yeah. a style that it's like you can't copy it because it's too obvious. Right? If you copy it, you're yeah. So this is an interesting I've been in this really weird niche exploration of crypto art in the last couple of weeks because of all this. Yeah, yeah. So a 30 second overview. Basically, uh, a few places on the internet have deemed it oh. cool to yeah. embed art into crypto, like kind of like cryptocurrency, but like basically tokens that are like verifiable on a digital level so that you can own a original piece of art that's digitally made as you would a Picasso or a, you know, uh, yeah. you know, mona lisa type thing yeah yeah like you can own the piece digitally and it's really interesting and there's all kinds of shit here um but yeah the i don't even know how i arrived here i've just been like so into this crypto art shit um what the hell art kind of thing like just is this timeless you know yeah i mean it's 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 just interesting like oh okay yeah i know how guy is so there's a lot of like interesting pieces that range right and so like there's a lot of really uh you know classical artist ripoffs that you can like clearly tell that these people are trying to do or like parody or make fun of and then there's like people that are original in this like weird 3d medium you know it's just like different it's new and yeah. they create things that are very simple and one of the, I was reading an interview with one of the artists and he says that his work is aimed to be made so like simple, but I don't know if profound is the right word, but you know, to make you think to yeah. where if you tried to be influenced by him, you would just look like a, like a replica, not even a copy. Like, I feel like you can kind of copy some people, but with Tim Burton, you would just be replicating. Like it's yeah. not even yeah. a... Here's what I disagree with you, Jay. Okay, let's hear it. Henry Selick, director. Yeah, I was going to say, well, but 
But we all thought it was Tim, Tim Burton. Tim Burton produced so. it, didn't he? No, but that's no, he didn't. Tim Burton had nothing to do with Henry Selleck, right? Or excuse right. me, with with Coraline. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Cor- no, Tim Burton. That 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 was the whole thing with um, Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't think I want to say Tim Burton's hands are not on Coraline. But still, it's but it's it, the experience that they had together on Nightmare is that. Tim, the only reason that Tim didn't direct that that movie was because of Batman, because they were pushing him on Batman so hard that he couldn't do it. So he told Henry Selleck, this is the movie I want, basically. And he wouldn't show up. And so, yeah, largely Henry Selleck is a mind and there's many minds behind Nightmare, but he is a mind. But Tim Burton would come in and be like, this needs to change. That needs to change. That needs to go. And yeah. it, I don't know. It's still yeah, like a really? vision of his. Okay, no, no, so, like for, for Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm oh, saying. I was going to say the book that Coraline is based off of, Neil Gaiman wrote it because he was inspired by Nightmare Before Christmas. So, I mean, it's just a circle now. But that was also, yeah. Okay. okay. It's a big circle. Yeah. He's, but, a, but he's an exception because he works like, so closely. Yeah. It's um, not like he, he's not like been known to say, like, oh, like people, like people will literally say, like, oh, like you're like, influenced by tim burton he's like no like that's my aesthetic too like they've kind of yeah. both had that tim burton's just more of a household name like people just know who tim burton is you, if you say yeah. Henry Selleck, we've had the conversation i Let's thought you were talking about, about tom Selleck. i was like what are you going with this <laughs> yeah no I, I think that's yeah that's that's true but, but that's they like were one like, example right they came up together they were in sure. the room together but i'm just saying like it if like, you're trying to do this now i don't think means that like i don't know maybe that's the thing is like maybe tim burton does have a monopoly on this okay aesthetic. that's why i mean there's a reason we were all so confused and thought he was a part of it right it's because it's so fucking similar yeah but that's just because he's so big people don't well, know who a big part of it though he was a big part of it but i agree that henry Selleck was also a big part of it but yeah. the but the thing is that they worked on a thing together i'm talking about like if you were in 2020 made a movie that was like black and white stripes you know you would think animation, yeah, 100% you would think, you would think so. and it's not even that guy's ripping off tim burton it's that guy is replicating tim burton it's not even you know that's what i'm trying to say it's a style that's mm-hmm. so well defined and so like curated over the past 30 years that there is no room for it like evolution of it it's just that's yeah, what it is that's what it is what it is like it's just yeah, yeah. which is weird like, and crazy and interesting yeah. and limiting right which is also interesting like he could yeah. never do a different kind of movie yeah that kind of goes into like is how much is like is that such a bad thing i mean if you, i don't know like but i know a lot said of he actors... hasn't had a good movie in like 15 years <laughs> dude i think it's I becoming a bad thing movie? Okay, Henry Selleck or oh, Tim, Tim Burton. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, that's that is true. And I think like <laughs> the thing about like being a being a type actor, right? Is like I feel like actors are so afraid of that. It's just like yeah. oh, like I don't want to just be the bad guy. I don't want to just yeah. be like the grumpy dad, whatever it is, you know. But like, if you're doing it right, and if you fucking keep getting roles, like, <laughs> yeah. keep going. If you it know? ain't like, broke. They don't broke fix it. It. And I mean, that's kind of how Johnny Depp turned into. I think before this, Johnny Depp was in. Ooh, I don't remember what the movie was, but he was like some like vampire movie or something. No, it was like I think it was 1988, and it was, it was on a show. 
he he was in like a decently big movie um let me let me look it up really quick because what is that show called 21 jump street yeah 21 jump oh, street all right yeah i'm thinking of that and like he was afraid of being like typecast as like the teenager for like whatever that genre whatever it was but then he just flipped it and was typecast into like tim burton's lead role but they made some good movie and like in you know johnny depp played that similar type of character like in like pirates of the caribbean the really like like eccentric type of you know really off the rails type of person yeah and you i feel like i can't just see johnny depp in a playing santa claus you know what i mean like dude okay unless it's a fucking i don't know good he did a lot of other roles like he was i don't think he's ever been typecast as this weirdo guy because like he was in what's eating grape you guys seen that? This is a normal yeah. ass guy. And that was <laughs> yeah. a couple of years yeah. after James as well. <laughs> so that one. Oh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas was ninety eight. Fear like, and Loathing, true. That's not a lot like, of crazy that's, shit. That's still the time. Fear and Loathing is still the crazy. Time. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I see crazy that. drug addict, like well, not addict, but just psychedelic user. I guess you'd say. Dude, he was in a Nightmare on Elm Street. Holy shit! So, yeah, I'm trying to. Ringo, yeah, he was even the crazy guy yeah, yeah, in the yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that that it's a bad thing to be typecasted. Like, right? It's just like that's who you are. Like, and that's the role you play. Like, cool. Like, fucking, you're good at it. I don't know. Okay. So, well, and that was. I think that that's part of the the allure for him because that's what he was saying about this role specifically, playing Edward, where he he had been playing this character in tournament jump street that everybody associated him with and he was like i'm nothing like this in real life like and so because of that he felt like edward was more relatable to him because everybody viewed him as one thing that he wasn't and it you know that really helped him like fuel this character i guess you could say because it was closer to what he actually was in real life than Hmm. when i think tournament jump street's like he's a really outgoing personality or whatever and you know this is obviously a big shift um yeah yeah sorry one more so maybe, thing go ahead and finish that sorry yeah i was just gonna say maybe he enjoys those roles like maybe that's the thing sure yeah 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 so th- it, yeah okay so just one weird thing that i just saw in his filmography is he plays donald trump in a movie <laughs> what wow what's the movie is odd it's called donald trump's the art of the deal the movie what year is american 2016 american parody film from funny or die isn't that like a youtube thing that's like that's will ferrell website oh will ferrell's website it's a lot of heavy hitters in this thing cool not really 2016 so that was like that's like topical like yeah it was like about his interesting Henry Winkler 50, in there. 50 minutes. It's not like a movie. Ron movie. Howard. Whoa, his face in it. Like, that's crazy. That's, <laughs> that's insane. That's so weird. More makeup than Edward Scissorhands? How, dude? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Let's check that out. That's All right, boys. We're nearing an hour. I think we, yeah. we've said a lot about this movie. Any rounding thoughts that we have? Have we said a lot about this movie? I feel like we've <laughs> around this movie. <laughs> <laughs> who were like very involved in this movie, and I feel like that's sure. like what's 
I don't know. Like all the people went off to do what they call these other crazy things. But this movie was yeah. significant. And it, I think it did launch. I mean, it launched the relationship of Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. You know, like that's right. that in, in and of itself is like so fucking important to yeah. everything else that Tim Burton did, really. And the writer, you know, the relationship there. And yeah. how that eventually built Nightmare and wrote Danny Elfman. And it's like this crazy, you know, chain of events. And this was the spark. The Burton yeah. verse. Yeah. Mm. So something I saw was kind of crazy on the Wikipedia. <laughs> it says both Tim Burton and Danny Elfman consider Edward Sutherland as their most personal and favorite work. How? That's so interesting. Hmm. How? how? Just just baggage. Just it's it's I mean like I Movie about that yourself. Yeah, they identify with it a lot. I would imagine. Yeah, that's interesting. The the thing is that, and this was from like just a separate thing that I have seen about Tim Burton before. Um, Danny Elfman was in a weird place when he did music for him initially. Like, mm -hmm. you know, he was Boingo the singer Boingo. for Oingo Boingo, <laughs> which is just like a weird but really good band from that time. But he was like very much wanting to do his own thing and like not be in a band anymore like he wanted to just make music by himself and i don't think he ever really thought of like movies as a way to do that but it became that for him and he is like i guess thankful or you know grateful that he did that um and like what he talks about this specifically in the nightmare before christmas like singing jack's songs it was just real for him. Like the things that Jack says, I have a lot to do with like everybody's eyes are on me, but I just want to be alone. And like, I just want to be doing my own thing. And it was very much influenced by like real life. Um, so I think that that's, it's a, I don't know. It's one of those like weird coincidences that just happen to happen in the right order. And all of a sudden create this whole world of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's he's, cool. He's and like I dig it. An iconic, composer at this point definitely like you can oh, recognize yeah. him so quick and i think that's and he wasn't sure he wanted to even do this you know kind yeah it's crazy yeah cool shit all right so with all of those tangents being said i think we're about ready to jump into ratings I don't any opposed all right, turn's going first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, please. I can go first. Uh, go, Jay. Do it up. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I think that this movie, it's... And I don't want to, like, stereotype, but in this genre of people, I'll even say, like, these, like, scene kids or whatever, scene adjacent <laughs> people, like... Uh, a lot of them are very creative and very like, even though they feel like outcasts, um, you know, they're still present and they still, they still show their feelings through like art, I would say a lot of the time, even though a lot of them look the same, uh, they do, there is just like this boundless creativity there. And so I think that this movie is like very much like an artist's movie, like getting to do a whole set like they did the colored houses, the crazy castle, the scissor hands, like getting to make all these props and, and really cool like set items is like totally like an artist's dream, you know? Yeah. Like you're not building another fucking interior for a house like Home Alone. 
you're making scissor hands like that's cool like that's awesome <laughs> so it, i think it was just so much fun getting to be weird and getting to be like in this other weird like fantasy realm the shrubbery you know those crazy designs that they would make the ice yeah. like all these really cool looking things uh you know it i think that there's a certain amount of passion that goes into that and it shows like they made this like legendary you know work and it was really cool um i think that johnny depp was he i guess i'll say made that role work like he put in the work to like think about all these things go with watching silent films go with taking cues from dogs like things like that to make this work that you probably wouldn't expect the average person to do i would never think tom cruise would do some shit like that you know it'd be a totally different movie um the music yeah very whimsical the kind of overall feel very whimsical like all that stuff really works for me i really like that stuff i like when there's like a lesson to be learned call it basic call it what you want but it's i think that stuff's cool especially when it's told through the lens of like an unorthodox perspective right so all of those things considered and it did surprise me like i went in kind of thinking lowly of this movie i'll be honest um, I think that this is like a solid 8.6 for me. Nice. Cool. 8.6 out of J. All right. I think I'm ready for my review. You guys cool with that? Yeah. No. Do it. Just All right. No. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, you know, a lot to echo with, with what Jay said. Really, Johnny Depp was, he made this movie he was the star of the show. Obviously he's, he's the main actor, but just the, the craft that he put into this, I don't think that any other actor could really put it in the way that he did. And we talked a little bit earlier about other actors being, you know, considered for the film, um, Tom Cruise, Robert Downey Jr., Jim Carrey, Johnny Depp really, I feel like had it. He had the, slight comedy aspect where it was like his character was a little bit funny but also just very like different and and you know i said a lot of the times like 25 minutes in i was like what the fuck is this movie but after i really got past that and really saw that this is like a movie for people who are different and it's kind of shining a really big spotlight on how society views those people I mean, reading reading about like how a lot of a lot of people like say like this is kind of like uh, a metaphor for people with autism, like really blew me away. I was like, oh yeah, like you you like people are so interested in them, and you know, especially in the '90s, like interested in all the crazy kooky things that these people can do, but it's in the wrong way, and they're not viewing them just as people. Um. I don't know. That's just, just the way that it kind of showed that. And once I got, once I kind of understood that it really launched this movie into something that I was like, wow, this is like, this actually has a story to tell. And, you know, this movie launched this, this connection with Tim Burton and Johnny Depp who have gone on to do like, I don't know what would, like what would Tim Burton be without Johnny Depp and, and vice versa, <laughs> right? Like they're like, just this duo that is is a match made in heaven really i mean they, yeah, they go they, watch they, dumbo you'll find uh, out 
I'll find out real quick. <laughs> Dumbo. <laughs> Dumbo. But yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I think that this movie was more of, you know, if if you've listened this far through this episode, we, we branched off a lot, but I think that's because like this movie really created these relationships literally sometimes um, to, to branch off and to do like so many more great things. And it really kickstarted and like launched off these like phenomenal careers. I don't know. This is an important movie. Um, there were things that I wasn't crazy about, you know, there was like the tropes and stuff that, that were kind of played out and just, it was a little bit maybe slow at some time. So I wasn't in love with it, but I think this movie is so important in film and I have to give it an 8.5. Right there, okay. right Jay. Nice. So, yeah, 8.5 for me. Who wants to take it over next? James, Darren? Hmm. I can do it if you're not ready. Yeah, Unless go ahead. You only okay. So, like I was saying earlier, I guess, I think I went in too high, like thinking too highly of this movie. Like knowing it's a classic, all this stuff. And then just getting like a pretty average ride out of it, in my opinion. Mm. Like it is weird. Like the concept is so fucking crazy. I love that part of it. I love that it's kind of like a this like passion project basically for Tim Burton is what it seemed like. Like I love that stuff about it. But I don't know. I just wish they went harder on the different themes that we were talking about, like with how people are treated when they just have like this defining factor when it's, when they're more than that kind of thing. Like that whole scene with the, the at the TV station really like exemplifies that as like, yeah. well, without your hands, like you just be normal. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it was, they did a good job of it, but I just wish it went farther nowadays. Um, Let's see. Shit. I forgot everything, dude. God damn it. Like you guys are talking, I'm like, oh my god, I got everything ready to go. You're all scribbled down. <laughs> Good point. I'll steal that one. Yep. Back that one. Yeah. There's an emote for that that's really funny looking. Oh, <laughs> people people yeah. draw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> the set design like you're mentioning jay is fucking phenomenal dude i was like this dark souls looking ass foyer in this building i'm gonna fight some <laughs> monsters in this room i thought dude. it kind of yeah. was cheesy a little bit like the castle was kind of set like you're like, Fun oh, fact, looks, like looks like foam or something <laughs> not like there's a character in the back in that castle that looks like the oogie boogie man like because really? a lot of them were off oh. of tim burton's oh, drawing cool. Jay was saying how this was a drawing he did like when he was 16 or something. So, oh, that's cool. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, all, this, all the scenes in that castle were so cool, dude. Like all the Vincent Price stuff, all the crazy contraptions. I loved the, yeah. that the conveyor was going because that thing was running on it. I'm like, why? How's that thing yeah. working? This is so interesting. <laughs> and then all of that build up just to like be this like quiet guy that just kind of like lives there. I don't know. It was really interesting i thought the way they set everything up mm -hmm. yeah shout out just like to the silliness of this movie dude every time he's cutting like hair or uh, a shrub or something all the hair flying around and it's just like kind of different. Yeah. like i loved that shit so much like, yeah 
I yeah. like the angle on it too. I was always like looking up He's at, just going you crazy know. at it. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, would, I don't know what I was expecting, like story wise, but the way that everyone was so accepting, I was like, all right, this is better than I thought it was going to be like a cooler direction to go, I guess, with the <laughs> this kind of outsider trope. But yeah, I guess that's about it. The ends you mentioned earlier, James, that was pretty lame, I thought. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Just went on a writer like the I love dancing you. and shit. I was like, what is this? And then yeah, I love you. Yeah. Just weird. And then her voice was really weird as an old lady, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. That's why she never Yeah. Cheesy. I can see how growing up this can like really like help you out emotionally or like kind of shape different things about you and like i appreciate that shit but seeing it now mm-hmm. it's a little underwhelming so i'll say okay. it's about a seven and a half seven point five okay okay, okay. that's fair yeah. <laughs> james you've got the floor take it away um i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with taryn <laughs> um i think that i think that the movie does enough delving into that kind of uh outcast stuff and when he goes when he goes on to the tv like he he's just seen he's still seen as an outcast but there's there's a couple of lines that he says throughout the movie which makes you think oh he's just like everybody else because he's like my favorite part is all the friends i've made you know like when he's like like he found a i didn't actually but i wanted to and like when he's like, yeah. I yeah. find a briefcase full of money, blah blah blah. And he's like, Yeah, give it to my loved ones. I was like, Fuck. This yeah. Guy. It's, <laughs> yeah, so, it's so it's so wholesome. And I think yeah. that's like, I think those those that was the other line. I, I think like those two lines itself, kind of, play into that. You know, he, even though he's different on the outside, he's just like any of us. You know. But um, all that stuff was kind of cool, and I and I think that. I don't. I don't know. Like when when you first see them as accepting, I I I knew it wasn't gonna be that way. I was like, oh, they're gonna like switch on him, and and that's just like kind of how life is sometimes. <laughs> and it's yeah, like it's like this movie's like it's like heartbreaking. It, it gives you all these different roller coasters because because yeah, at first you're like, holy shit, they love him, and like he's you know he's he's a little bit of a spectacle. But like you feel so like happy for him because he because he is kind of like that little puppy dog that's just trying to get on his feet and figure out like what's going on in this world. And and then like just tragically taken away from him because he just has fucking fucked up hands and he's clumsy and he like, you know, cuts some little kid's face, cuts uh, Winona's hand. Like it just it's just like uh, it, it is like very stressful watching yeah that last like part of the movie everything yeah. just like snowballs so intensely you're just like fuck just put your hands away for a second yeah. like he's just like you know um yeah, fucking cops dude God damn. but but i don't know i didn't know what the hell i was gonna think about this movie i i had my pre-existing notion of it and i was pretty 
blown away. Jacqueline thinks I like it because it's sad, <laughs> and it does. And remember, Jacqueline said that what makes what makes a Christmas movie is that little sprinkle of sadness. <laughs> and that's and that's like really like super prevalent in this. But but I love like the little back and forth with him and uh, his creator. He's like, you can laugh, you can smile. It's like it's a good joke and stuff. Like when he's like yeah. teaching him, I and it's it. just I don't know. It's just so wholesome and in and and it's fucking heartbreaking when he doesn't get his hands and then he stabs his own homie yeah. <laughs> like it's just like i don't know uh beautiful movie to look at at times some 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 of the things are aged uh kind of weird to yeah. me but but just has that whimsical fantastical feel throughout that i was just like wow this is really cool 8.5 8.5 right there with me okay all right that brings us to a collective 8.275 i like that 10. score not bad that's, yeah. that's that's you know i feel like i always say that but like that's because it's, <laughs> it's not like we're casting 100 people but yeah you know this movie's it's fun it's a good watch i think it's a good watch a few weeks before Christmas, like to kind of get you into that mood, you know, it's not entirely yeah. like Christmas. The in between Halloween Christmas movie, November movie. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. As a director, right? Because that's the same as Nightmare Before Christmas. It's like yeah. that looming, you know, thing between those two. Yeah. If, if I just realized, if you're watching this some random time of the year and you see us in Santa hats and shit. Someone picked this as a Christmas movie. We didn't even talk about if that even applies, yeah. and I don't think yeah. it does at all. <laughs> I don't know. It felt it felt something about the fantasticalness of it reminds me of Christmas for some reason. Yeah. I just I don't yeah. I don't know what it is. And then the ending is just like I don't know. It, it's that Christmas sadness. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a little bit like feels Christmas man slash. Just because a movie ha- and Christmas happens during the movie doesn't make a Christmas movie. It's wow. like somewhere in the middle of there. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. But I thought that, yeah, once James said it, I I felt that more. That the whole thing just it, feel It has the same vibe. And the music might have done a lot with that. Like, oh, just, yeah. just feels that way, you know? Yeah. It's like the whole, like, New Year's thing. Like, three, two, one, rents do. Like, <laughs> real quick, and yeah. So uh, we are we rated this movie at eight point two seven five. We would love to know what you guys think about this. Find all of our socials at filmfumblers.com. Be sure you're following us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, our Facebook page. Again, filmfumblers.com. Find all of those. Next week is our Christmas finale. Um, that is going to be on December 26th. We will be reviewing the movie Christmas Vacation. It's going to be a very special episode. After show on that, we're going to be doing some gift opening and some Secret Santa stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So be sure you are tuned in for that. I think that about does it. Anything I missed? Filmfumbers.com? Filmfumbers.com? <laughs> Got it. Thanks so much, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We will see you guys next time. Cheers. 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 Cheers.